it's like that you can't quit your toxic relationship oh my gosh i'm being recorded yeah so my dogs have a toxic relationship um i try to keep george off of gus but then when i pull george away gus goes right back to him and i feel like this is a word for someone ladies if you're listening Mm -hmm. and he's showed you who he was don't go back don't go back Walk away. Walk away on all fours if you have to, like Gus and George. Wait, that's not. But you know what? (laughs) However you have, Ricky, we didn't ask you. Ricky's drinking a Capri Sun. We're talking about the toxic relationship of my dogs who are half brothers. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today we have something special for you. Recently, we had the Known Conference 2023, and on Saturday, we did a Q&A. You guys sent in so many incredible questions that we didn't have time to answer them all. So today, I am bringing Ida Mandel on so that we can answer more of your questions. Here we go, my interview and your questions, starting now. Welcome back to the Gnome Podcast. I am so excited to welcome back a friend of the podcast. Ida, this is what, maybe your third, fourth time here? I think so. So glad to be back. You're basically a co-host at this point. Oh, let's go. Okay, so Ida, we just had the Gnome Conference 23. It was awesome. It was amazing. We had such a great time. Ladies, don't miss it next year, please. But on Saturday, we did a Q&A. And you were part of that Q&A, and we Mm -hmm. invited people to send in their questions. Mm -hmm. And we had so many. I was worried, Ida, that when it – I was like, no one's going to send in questions, or it's going to be all goofy questions from, like, Ricky. I mean, we did have one goofy question. We did have one. Should we tell them what it was? I feel like it was Ricky, but yes, go ahead, tell them. Did you send in – it was, (laughs) did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Now, Ricky says yes. Ida says yes. Jason, my husband who has a doctorate, he was in there. He said no. Here's the thing. I think we should put up like a poll on Instagram. Right. And say, did Adam and Eve This have is what buttons? the people need to know. It is. Now, friends, if you're out there and you're going, I just don't know, this isn't going to keep you out of the kingdom of God. <laughs> oh so don't worry about it. Um, if they did or if they didn't, does it matter? You hopefully have one. So that's all that matters. <laughs> Just laughing at Ricky's head, yeah. shaking back and forth. Ricky's used to this. Now, in the case, the rare case that someone listening was hatched and not born, then you know what? Maybe you don't. But please tell us your story. We'd love to hear. Oh <laughs> I don't just crazy. <laughs> I just don't How know. How is this going to happen? I don't know, but we'll we'll start this with some is lighter. Going to be fun. We'll start with some lighter questions. You got because it. You know, honestly, we had a lot of questions, and this is good, mm-hmm. about finding a spouse. We did. Um, and we know it wasn't Ricky because he's in the zone now. He's happy in a marriage. Uh, he just gave, wait, he's happy in an Whoa, almost prophetic? marriage. Wow. Prophet- prophetic. Prophecy? I'm Lord? very close to God, Ricky. She and is, you like it. True. So you got to put a ring on it. Okay. So a lot of people are out there still looking for their boo, especially when the cold weather comes. Don't you just want like someone to snuggle with? I mean, yes. And like cozy and cuddly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here's a question. People say your husband won't just show up at your door, Mm -hmm. but the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So am I supposed to put myself out there or wait? Wow. I That's mean, hard. this is tricky because you and I both got married. We were very young. Very young. So I always like to say first when I am 
asked relationship yeah. advice or like this opportunity given the chance to share relationship advice. It is so different now. Yeah. I got married when I was 19 Ooh. years old. I am 39 right now. Yeah. Um, you guys, we didn't have social media. No one was trying mm-hmm. to slide into anyone's DMs. We did oh not have DMs. God. Like, yeah. praise God. It was really much more we simple before. Voicemail. We had voicemail. And um, an answering machine. And AIM. <laughs> Oh, AIM. That's part of my relationship story with Jason. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah. things were much more simple before. So I always want to start with empathy and just say, uh, absolutely. I don't feel really qualified to answer the question. Yeah. But what I what I will say is be yourself, love your life, enjoy yeah. yourself, have fun within reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love the Lord first, have fun, enjoy the season of life you're in and spend time with really good people. Yeah. Put yourself in good places. Right. That's what I was going to say. She said, like, should I put myself out there? Well, yes, in terms of, like, there's risk involved in any relationship. So making friends, you have to put yourself out there. Finding a new church community. Like, if you're listening and you have not joined, like, a small group at your church, but you still wonder why you don't feel connected, well, it's hard to go and sit and be one of 2,000 on a Sunday. But if you'll go to a group of 12, you know, so... Yes, you do have to put yourself out there. Like, I'm not saying jump on every dating app, but no. you do have to get in circles. Like, enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy, like, go do fun things that you that bring you life. Yeah. See who is next to you when you're doing those Absolutely. things. The question, should I put myself out there? We have had friends who, sure, put yourself out there, but they're putting themselves out there in all of the wrong places. Yes. And then they're wondering why they are attracting all of the wrong yeah, people. Yeah, like, if you're at the bar. Right. And you're meeting guys there, and then you wonder why they don't share your life values. Well, like... Let's not put ourselves out there there. Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, meeting him at a church small group or at Mm a Access Young Adults plug, shameless plug. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I'd say wait on the Lord, of course. Mm -hmm. But also know that, you know, you do have to get out there and there is risk involved in any relational situation like just to be a friend just to meet people right um you know you have to do all those things but god will bring the right the right one like i don't i love the description of god's will as inevitable right so i don't think that you have to be sweating that you're gonna miss it like striving yeah right manipulating you don't have to do any of that I think we, we've we abused the term. I love this topic because you and I have talked about this so much, how in our childhoods we think the term God's will was kind of abused. Ooh, boy, was it. And put on a pedestal. Well, it's like I grew up afraid I was going to miss God's same, will. Or same. that I was going to do something to cause God's will to not happen for mm-hmm. me. And it's like God is way bigger than us and yes. can do anything. And if it's the right person, like that's going to happen whether right. – it was, you know, I decided to jump on a dating app or I decided to go to this Access Young Adult group or right. whatever it was. Like, however that happens is the way it's going to happen. There's yeah. not a secret formula for this. But continue to go out there and do things. Don't strive. And, you know, we believe it's going to happen for like, you. live your life to its fullest. Yeah. Enjoy your days. Yeah, don't wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, go mm-hmm. have a good time. Go have a good time. Like, if it's Valentine's Day and you don't have a boo... Grab your girlfriends, man. Yes. We do it. We're married, but we do a Galentine's party. That's right. We got to. It's it's what's up. It's you fun. Know? It's fun. Hey, on that question, there was another relationship question yeah, that let's said, hear it. what are your thoughts on pursuing a romantic relationship where the person isn't actively a believer, but they are willing to go to church with you and encourage you in your own faith? 
That's part one. Part two, Ooh. is it reasonable to have faith that God will enter their heart through our relationship, <laughs> or is that considered manipulating the thought of God's will into your own will? Wow. So that's like a really long question or a couple of questions, right, but I think we both yeah. have the same answer. <laughs> it's a simple answer for us. What are your thoughts on pursuing a romantic relationship where the person isn't a believer? It's going to be a no for me. It's going to be a no for me. It's just that simple. Yeah. There's really not a lot more to say about We're it. We're not saying they're a bad person. No, they could be the most wonderful person in the room. I mean, honestly, they could be great, but if that's yeah. missing, there is no firm foundation to build a life upon. And let's say it this way. When you're dating... You're going to get the most effort at that point. Mm -hmm. Once you get married, there's comfort. There's not settling in a bad way, but like he may say he's willing to do all these things now. And then when you're married, it's like, ah, eh, we're married. I don't have to win her over by impressing her by going to church. Right. right. You want to marry somebody that's better than you, period. Yes. Yes. You want to marry somebody. And they, they feel the same way about you, hopefully. So it's not like, mm -hmm. you know, some weird twisted manipulative submission i just mean you want somebody that you look up to and yes it doesn't sound like it sounds like you kind of already know what the answer is to that question friend it you does know? it does and if uh, we can encourage you fast forward 5 10 15 20 yep. years again there's really not a foundation to build upon if someone is mm -mm. does not actively love and pursue the lord on their own not because of you not because of your pushing or your manipulating or you're forcing or you're asking but i mean if this guy's going to be the father of your children one yep. day don't you want him to be able to lead your kids yeah. in their walk with the lord like legacy matters think forward um yeah. as much as you might want a relationship right now it's that is something that is just really not worth settling on no, it's it's just not going to church isn't a part of my life. Like God is my life. Right. And the church is his bride and mm -hmm. like it's not saying, "Oh, we have everything in common except this one thing. He doesn't believe in God or he doesn't go to church." Like that's not a thing that you can I would say you on. could have literally nothing else in common yeah. but just that and have yeah. a wonderful marriage. Like I'm from New York, my husband's from Texas. You mm -hmm. know, I mm -hmm. I I'm Italian. He's from Texas. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but like when it mattered at the core, like we both grew up with like this is an undeniable thing. And here's the thing too. As a believer, I go into my marriage knowing divorce isn't even on the table. Mm -hmm. That's how we sustain mm -hmm. marriage. It's not because we as Christians are so much more in love. No, mm -hmm. it's because there's three people in the marriage, me, him, and God. Right. And if he's not equally as committed to God, like what? does he have to fulfill that commitment and that covenant marriage you know so it's just a red flag in every level your second part was kind of about could god come to him through me sure god could use you to reach somebody it's not going to happen when you've already tied your heart to them though right and then you're like oh and let me save you first of right. all you can't save anybody god does the saving mm -hmm. and if maybe, because we got a few questions about this too, Ida, if maybe you're in the marriage already right, and your partner is not a believer, will God use you to be an example, to encourage? Yes. Yes. But you don't have to, you don't save somebody. Right. You know, take that off your shoulder and know that if it's done already, like, you pray that God brings that about and he will in his way, but like, you can't be the saver, <laughs> you right. know, it's not, it's, I pray for you if you're in that marriage right now that God uses you and draws you and there's something about you and your faithful testimony and all of that. But like, it just is, you know, for our friends who are there on this side already, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. You will, um, the Bible's clear in 
talking about being unequally yoked, yes, all those things, but on such a different level. Mm-hmm. Like my relationship with God is the number one important thing to me. How could I do that if I didn't, my spouse didn't share that? Right. Like how would we even have common ground to talk about that? And like, right. It just it just doesn't work, friend. It doesn't work. No. Okay. Oh, you got it, one? Yeah. Does that sound okay to you? That sounds great to me. Great. Okay. So we're going to go to this one. What if my friends are a bad influence? I was just going to read this no one. No way. Yes, because it sort of ties in. It kind of does. Yeah. So it's what if my friends are a bad influence and try to keep me away from God? Yeah. So Ooh. great question. It's good that you're aware. Yeah. Um, I immediately flash back to a time when I was like 16. So chances are you were older than that when you wrote this question. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, though. We had lots of our wonderful Access Youth girls at Known. Um, and all of my friends, even my family, had sort of just gone wild mm. and I felt very isolated and alone and it this is one of the seasons in my life where I really really heard the Lord speak to me and he said embrace a season of loneliness mm. now when you're 16 and everyone else is feels like the end of the world it feels like the yeah. end of the world it, and everyone you know everyone else is it looks like they're living their best life they're thriving air yeah. quotes all the way um, behind the scenes though I can see that just the wreckage of their lives mm-hmm. and very clearly hearing the Lord speak, embrace a season of loneliness. So I did. Now that I'm almost 40, I cannot tell you how much that season was building blocks for what I'm doing now, for Mm. the ministry that I get to lead now, for how I parent my kids now. Mm. Just being content to be alone in a season, to be fully seen and Mm. known and loved by God and God only in that season Mm. was worth it yeah now in my life i have the greatest friends you being one of them more like family i hope she was talking to me not ricky yeah ricky and savannah i mean truly we have the best most life-giving friends but that has come after seasons of embracing loneliness what the world would say is loneliness and being fully hidden by god and really fully seen only by Mm. him if your friends are dragging you down if you are tempted to be any less than god's best for you to act in any way that you know is not his best for you embrace a season of loneliness and watch how god will build upon that season in your life you will come out stronger in your identity in christ you will come out knowing who you are you will not settle yeah um, and I'm so, so, so glad. Do I think that God would have been with me had I had done all the things my family and friends were doing? Absolutely. He promises to never leave us. Yeah. But I am so grateful that I heard him and listened yeah. and embraced a season of loneliness. I have two teenage daughters. Um, we have had the same conversation with one of them recently where she just really feels God is calling her to ministry. She feels sort of isolated in that mm. because, you know, high school's a time when all of your friends are really going wild. Um, And I had the same word for her. If you could just embrace a season of loneliness and watch God build upon that and strengthen your character Mm. and your identity. It is amazing now. Does it feel amazing in the moment? Absolutely not. Did I cry a lot? Absolutely. Do I have any regrets? I don't. I don't. Yeah, and we'll be praying for you, friend. Not even joking. Wherever you are, I'm praying right now that the Lord will bring a great holy friendship. There's nothing more beautiful than a godly friendship, honestly. A godly marriage, I would say, of course. But like... 
there's something so beautiful about friends that encourage one another. And there's two more questions, Ida, that are like literally in that same vein. So this one feels like the opposite side. It says, how do you nicely approach a friend who you Mm -hmm. see drifting away from God Mm -hmm. and try to encourage them to get back on track? And I love your heart in that friend. I think that's awesome. I think you're a true friend for even Mm -hmm. seeing that and wanting to call them to truth because those Mm -hmm. are uncomfortable conversations. I think stay faithful to them. Stay in their life. Keep encouraging them. Invite them to church with you. Invite Mm -hmm. them to Bible study with you. Invite them to read a book with you. You know, I would say, number one, continue to pray for them. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. You laugh and say, okay, church answer, pat answer. No, prayer is effective. Yes. And it is the most powerful tool in our belt. And, you know, we have access to the mighty God. And mm-hmm. so pray that this person will be open and receptive and maybe have some good heart to heart. It's like, yes. hey, I noticed you, friend. I feel like you're not going on or you're not where you were with the Lord. What, mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I, can I pray for you for anything? Mm-hmm. Be faithful to them and trust them that the word won't return void. Um, and then there was another friendship question, yeah, Ida. And it, it just says, I'm struggling with loss of close friendship. Mm. Want to be able to forgive and love the way I know Jesus does, but I don't know how. Any tips? How do I move on? Oh, that's good. Yeah, what do you think? That's hard. Um, how, can you read that? Read the end of it one more time. I don't have that one in front of me. Yeah, how do I? How do so I they're forgive? With the loss of a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to forgive like Jesus does, but they don't know how. Mm. Any tips and how do I move on? Like, first of all, I mean, none of us are equipped to forgive like Jesus. <laughs> right. It's he's, a, he's it's a struggle worth struggling through. That's for sure. We have that pesky flesh element. Absolutely. Uh, that Absolutely. He is one hundred percent God. So. I know. I think back to 2020. Yay. Um, It was such a time. Please don't. Yes. With (laughs) friendships. And I mean, that's immediately what I thought of when you just read that question. Mm. I know there were some bumps in the road with some of my friendships just over all that happened in that season for all of us in the world. Um, And I know I had to come to a place where I opened my hand and just Mm. literally said, God, I release this relationship to you. Mm. I release my expectation of this person to you. I was holding someone to a standard that Mm. they weren't ever going to meet. And that does not make them bad or the villain or evil. It's like human. They're human. And we were at a crossroads and I just couldn't get over it. I could not get over that we were not going to see eye to eye on some Mm. of these things that were going on. And I felt very, very hurt. And you remember that season because you were with me Mm. and I literally had to open my hands and just release my expectations, release the person and speak blessing over them. Wow. And really go out of my way when given the opportunity and still to this day to bless them and to honor them. It does something in your heart. It does something. It's not even for them. It's for, it's for you. Yeah. Um, You know, I spoke on anger Sunday, Ida. And um, one of the things we were talking about is like, look, I get it because some of the hurt a lot of us have faced, like with this loss of a friendship is unfathomable. And mm -hmm. I'm never trying to diminish that. Right. But at known, I remember in your session, you had us sing, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yes. And what does it say at the end of that? When I turn my eyes upon Jesus, the things of earth mm-hmm. grow strangely dim. Mm-hmm. I think of that. I said this Sunday, I said, when I bring my anger, or in this case, your hurt, in the shadow of the cross, right. what does it hold up? It doesn't. Mm-hmm. How could I bring this, you know, when I look at the sacrifice Jesus made, when I look at that, that sounds, I'm not saying that condescending, friend. I have been there. I have dragged my angry butt yes, to the foot of the cross. I have dragged my self-righteous anger. Or disappointment my or hurt, valid hurt. Disappointment. Yes. yes, I've lost friendships too. Mm-hmm. And 
when I look at it and I think of Jesus, mm-hmm. who had 12 friends mm-hmm. and all flee right. when he's about to be crucified. And that was Jesus. That was Jesus. <laughs> right. He right. could have never even done them wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think to myself, okay, Lord, you understand my pain. Mm-hmm. And in your empathy, God, bring me comfort, bring me friendships, yes. you know, but Lord, I know I'm not alone. And in the light of your cross, I know I don't even have, right. you know, an emotional leg to stand on with holding on to my offense in that way, right. you know, because being offended is inevitable, but living offended is a choice. It's so good. It was so good um, when you said that. That will preach. Yeah, but that will preach. Release, yeah. release them. Release your expectation of them and bless them. Yes. And that's hard. It is. But, but it's, it's worth so it. It's so good because you are saying my heart and my posture is right before you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And now once I release them. You know, mm-hmm. you never even know what God can do. It's but true. I pray, friend, that sent that in, that God will bless you with two more in her place yes. <laughs> or whatever it is yes. and just strong friendships because it's easy to say, well, I don't need anything. I just need Jesus. But let me tell you, we weren't designed to live alone. We and I love my friendships. And sometimes I need to call you, Ida, and say we're going on an emotional support target trip or whatever. Today, after this? Right, right, I mean, obviously. Ricky, you in? We're trying to uh, for we're trying to get Ricky there to shop for Savannah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna put together a boo basket. That's yes. a whole other topic. Friends. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, maybe. that's a whole other. If you haven't made your boo <laughs> a boo basket, but um, Ida, because we're running low on time, I want to do one final one. Let's do it. And this one hit me because I relate to it. I resonate with it. I understand so much. Mm-hmm. But it's said, if you have ever felt deeply depressed mm. or unworthy, what has been the pivotal words or situation that changed that? feeling for you Mm. and i kind of wanted to start and say this friend there's no magic words that heal depression Mm -hmm. um there's no magic words that heal feeling unworthy Mm -hmm. true healing is in christ jesus but that is a process Mm -hmm. i went through a time in my life where i was in a depressive episode where every day for seven months i had to wake up and I would do Psalm 121, which is I lift my eyes to the hills mm-hmm. from where does my help come from? And the feelings never went away. And I thought, man, Lord, I thought as I was saying this that you'd heal me. But I was doing something in that seven months. Mm-hmm. I was building faith muscle. Yep. I was building spiritual muscle. And eventually, feelings follow faith. That's right. But feelings can't be in the driver's seat where faith should be. That's right. So what you're feeling is real, friend. It's valid. I have been in that dark valley mm-hmm. too. I mean, the psalmist says, yea, though I walk through the mm-hmm. valley of the shadow of death. David was this emo guy, and that's why I love and relate mm-hmm. to him. But in that, true healing comes in Jesus. Yes, there's no magic words. Now, I would say you need a few things, mm-hmm. okay? You need to be plugged into a local church. You need to not be alone. You need to take the stigma off of what you're facing. Mm-hmm. You are not the only one that has felt depression or unworthiness. That's right. And let me speak to you and tell you there's nothing wrong with your faith. That is one of the first things I thought, man, why am I not spiritual enough that mm-hmm. I'm still feeling mm-hmm. these emotions? I mean, I was leading a large church feeling depressive and going, what is wrong with me? And right. that's the last thing you need right now. Older generations would tell us, stay on your knees till it breaks. And honey, I would stay on my knees and I was broken, Mm -hmm. but that heaviness didn't leave me. And sometimes we are being brought to the wilderness for a purpose. No one wants to hear that. But when you walk through those dark days, friend, God is carving out of you the ability to know him deeper, the ability to have complete dependence on him. And I'm here to tell you right now that the fact that you feel you are unworthy is a lie of the enemy. That's right. There's no magic words I can say to you, friend, but I will say stay connected rebuke shame when it comes and speak it out Mm -hmm. 
sometimes just by speaking it, you yep. break the stigma and hold it has. But then you need to speak to others. Yep. Scripture says we confess to God for forgiveness. We confess to others for healing. That's right. And maybe that's what you need right now. And having been there, I know how dark it can feel. I know how lonely it can feel. This too will pass, my friend. Stay connected. Stay plugged in. You are just so close to your breakthrough. You probably don't even know. Um, and... I just want to encourage you because I know one of the lies of the enemy that is so strong is that it's just you or you're the only one mm -hmm. going through this or everybody mm -hmm. else is stronger and that could not be further from the That's truth. That's not the truth. That's right. Yeah. I, I just immediately thought that you need to know that you are fully loved right now at the bottom of your pit at the lowest moment. You yeah. are fully loved by God yep. right now. There is nothing you can do, say, act, strive for. He fully loves you yeah. when you feel like you are unlovable. He fully loves you right now. So if you need to do what Liz did and just read the truth of his word over yourself, even when you don't believe it yet, do that every single day. Everything Liz said is right on. Get in a church, get connected, pray, speak the word of God yeah. over yourself, but also invite other people into your yeah. pain. Yes. Invite them. And I believe that is where you find healing. That's also where you can find freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And the other Thing I would say, friend, that has changed my life is this. Two things. One, you have a choice in this. Now, I'm not saying we have a choice in depression because who would choose depression, right? But I mean, you have the choice to give weight to it or not. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I used to feel things and when I would feel it, I thought that must be real. Mm -hmm. So I've got to put all my energy and thought life behind it. Mm -hmm. You do have a choice to say, I'm feeling this right now. No, I lift my eyes to the yep. hills. I used to say it out loud, friends. I probably looked insane, but it's I'd powerful. start to feel that depression or I'd start to feel that and I'd go, no. And I'd look up. The other one is this and it's so simple, but what you feed will grow That's and what right. you starve will die. Start feeding the truth, like Ida always says, what is true, mm -hmm. and start starving those lies mm -hmm. of the enemy, those things that are coming against you saying you're unloved, you're unworthy. That's right. You'll never get out of this darkness. Don't entertain that as much as you can. So right when one of those falsehoods or lies comes into your mind, I'm worthless. Yeah. I have nothing to offer. Immediately stop and write out the truth to yes. that that counteracts that, that cancels yes. that lie. Emit, write it out, say it out loud, whatever you need to do. Yes. Uh, I'm walking a friend through this right now yes. who's having just dark thoughts about herself. Yes. Uh, she feels unlovable, unworthy, like she'll never arrive, she'll never get there. Anytime she has a thought like that, she stops, she writes it down, she X's it out, yes. and writes truth over it in a different color pen. Yes. Do it. Yes, if it's that, if you have to say it, if you have to, yes. whatever it is, and then eventually the feelings follow, mm -hmm. friend. Remember what is yeah. true. Remember what is true. I'm sorry you're in that pit right now. I can guarantee you're going to come out of this mm -hmm. shiny, closer to the Lord. And he you are going to there. be able to minister to people that are still in the pit 100%. in ways that other people will never be able to. You never go through what you go through just for you. That's right. Somebody needs this moment in your life, in their life soon. That's right. And we're proud of you and we're praying for you. Well, Ida, these have been incredible. I'm I'm so thankful to you for coming in and helping me finish this Q&A. So fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. And Always I hope a joy. you guys didn't hear Ricky's slurping his Capri Sun while we were He's like violently. This. Is that the slurping sound over what there? Or just Capri the Capri Sun? Capri ever sun? do to you? Okay. Oh, just Let it go, buddy. Yes. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll be back, friends, with more of the Gnome Podcast. 
That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to Ida Mundell for being here. And I just want to thank you, friends, for sending in your questions, being vulnerable, and letting your heart for God be known and be seen. Never forget that God loves you just where you are, and you are known. We'll see you next week.